Welcome, Welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, it's Pastors Live. It's Thursday, it's May 11th, and it's a wonderful day today. And our readings today on Pastors Live are John uh, chapter 11, uh, the first part. We're in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. We're in Psalm 119, so we'll be in Psalm 119 for a while. We're in Isaiah 14 as well today, so we hope that you're reading through the Bible with us. If you're not reading through the Bible with us, you can do that by going to watersprings.net, and you can click the Bible reading, uh, the daily Bible reading, and it'll take you to our readings. You can follow along with us. If you have comments or questions, go ahead and send them to us at pastorslive at therev.fm. But we got some great people in the studio today. Uh, We've got, well, we have Shane's empty chair, and so Shane's empty chair can't say anything today. But uh, we've got Pastor Dave here today. Hello, Shane's uh, empty chair. Yeah, and so we've got uh, John McFarland is here today, <laughs> and he's hanging out with us as well. And John, it's good to see you this yeah, morning. And then uh, we've got the other guy. We've got uh, Pastor James is here today. Hey, sorry, I was just trying to figure out why Dave addressed Shane's empty chair, but he won't address Simeon. Because Simeon's not real. And the chair's real. The chair exists. I can't wrap my mind around that. The chair exists. The chair exists. It's tangible. It has a funny odor. Because it's Shane's chair. And then, of course, we've got Gary Austin, the voice of the valley, man. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing well. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. You're real, aren't you? I'm real. But how? Okay, explain this to me. How is Simeon not real if he's contributed better things than I have to this program? Well, there. Okay, Dave, he's got a point. <laughs> you know, my my dad used to say, "Son, you have a hole in your head," but that's beside the point. <laughs> hey, listen, it is a it's it, it's kind of a fun day. And again, we don't know. I, I just want to clarify: we don't know who comes up with the national day ofs. Okay, no, we just don't. We don't. We don't know who comes up with this stuff. But today is a reasonable um, national. It's Hostess Cupcake Day. Um, and do you guys remember uh, when was the first time? Do you guys remember the first time you had a hostess, a hostess cupcake? Oh yeah. Do you guys remember when that was? Decades yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Well, no. For yeah, it was yeah it for was me. Six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah, Dave. What about yeah, you? Yeah, my uh, in our little town in Bellflower, California, we had the the hostess day old bakery. Yep. And yes, my, my mom was ever. like the number one customer. And um, so she would go once a week and she'd load up on all the hostess pies and the cupcakes to put in the four boys' lunch. And um, yeah, so early on, probably kindergarten, so 1964 was probably my first hostess cupcake. But what, yeah. I don't know, when were, when were they made? Does it say? No. Uh, no, it doesn't say, it doesn't when, they say made. when they came about. So they may have come over on the ark. No, on this day in 1919. Oh, the first hostess cupcake in 19. So just after Noah and the ark. Okay. Right. So and and <laughs> yeah. so when when you were in elementary school. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. I was so, uh, <laughs> kindergarten in 1964. Was probably my first hostess cupcake. I yeah. think I had my first one in my lunch when I went to kindergarten as well. Me too. I think because I really wasn't allowed to have you know a lot of treats at home. But that was kind of like the hey, got to go to yeah, school. Your middle of the day lunch. Middle thing. of the day my yeah. lunch thing. Yep. That was kind of when I had mine. James, what about you? When when did you have your first one? So I know it was elementary school, but I don't know how it happened because we never had those good snacks at home uh, by the way the day old bakery we had a day old hostess place in in uh in pocatello you said one here yeah i know yeah. exactly the building's still there i know yeah. exactly it where it's seriously. we should drive yeah. by it all the time yeah yeah there's something awesome about those day getting in there and getting that day old stuff because that so, was no, that was impressive out there on uh is it lincoln out there uh the franz bakery that's a day old thing isn't it yeah 
They have. Oh stuff like yeah, that I think there. they have day old yeah, as well. So you yeah. get those great deals and all that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah th- those are. Hey, look. If you're if you're raising a family, going if you can find a day old source for all the goodies. That, that's Run like, Corn's over there taking notes because he's got what twenty kids. Well, I was now? just. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, I, I, he I keeps was, adding kids. I don't know yeah. what the deal is. I was yeah. He built that skate park so that they could have you know all the neighborhood children in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he just, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so, but what, what's the problem with going to a day-old shop? Because when you go grocery shopping and you put the food in your fridge, isn't it like two, three days old anyway when you get to it? There well, it that's is. the whole point. So, yeah, yeah I, I, exactly. I'm good with that. Okay, but the, the cupcake wasn't my favorite. For me, it was the zinger. Oh, yeah. Zingers were the oh, absolute best. The red with the coconut flakes. flakes. Those are decent. I like the yellow ones oh, the best. Oh, oh no, no, no. Why does everybody talk about your opinion? Oh, no, raspberry coconut. Raspberry coconut. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay, listeners, your favorite hostess treat. What was it? I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be honest. It was the co- red coconut. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. All zinger. day long. Oh, all vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's either about, zingers or ding dongs. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you, man? Where I don't know, at? man. I just I felt the camaraderie until I said yellow zingers and everybody yeah, well, turned their nose up and just. Well, well, right. they taste Actually, like we we didn't. Yeah. Oh, my favorite right. too. Yeah, we didn't turn our nose on you. We yeah. just yeah. turned on you. So it's like, oh, were you a yellow zinger guy? No. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. When you had me your zingers. But okay. Awesome. Now here's the question. There you go. Did you did you take off the frosting? the cake and then fold the frosting and eat the frosting second of course oh no yes. that's what i do that's what no. i do with cupcakes too Dude, i take the frosting you didn't do that no oh no, every no, once no. in a while you, you never just loved it just the way it was oh mm. no no yeah, yeah you take the icing off you, you eat that and then you fold it oh it was great <laughs> two for the yeah. price of one yeah that's so incorrect. it's like great treats but listen let us know what your favorite uh hostess uh was uh hostess treat was whatever that is um i, I and, will ask you guys this so, did yes. you ever bite the end off of it and then try to suck the cream filling. Oh, out. absolutely! Come on, absolutely. like a straw, right? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. There it is, baby. Hey, and by the way, we want to say hello to some of our new listeners. Uh, we want to say hi to anybody well, in Falls City. They've just said City. goodbye. Yeah, they, yeah, they just said goodbye. But we want to say why we say hello. They yeah, say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a song in my head. Yeah, there Same it is. Yeah. Hey, listen, anybody in Falls City, uh, Nebraska, Woo! we want to hear from you. It's Pastors Live at the Rev.fm, and we're glad to be um, on the air in your area. And Absolutely. we have some comments or questions that came in, and we've got one question that I think will be a, a pretty healthy discussion. But today in our reading, uh, we're in we're in John chapter 11, and I don't know about you, Dave, but I think I John chapter 11 is a text that I, it's a kind of a go-to when I'm talking about oh, buddy. death. Um, I'm dealing with uh, people who've lost loved ones, uh, but I also I, I've used this text uh, probably this and Psalm 116 are probably those texts that I use most when I'm doing funerals. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, you're probably the same way. Yeah, uh, uh, you know the the well at the end of the chapter, which will be in tomorrow. Right. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, the whole yeah we need to use the grave whole side. That's yeah. typically my graveside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people if if they're believers, I always tell them. Jesus put the fun in funeral when, yes. when, he, when he messed one up there in uh, Bethany, and he yeah. said, "Nah, I don't like funerals." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Lazarus, come forth, you know. You so, go. so uh, we do appreciate you guys reading through with us. But we had a question that came in, and uh, we're really glad to answer this question. Uh, first of all, I, I want to clarify that, um, and it's going to take me a minute to read through the dissertation here, um, but, but it's a really good question. And this is from uh, Erica Perry here in Idaho Falls. Oh, so, uh, so Erica is a local listener. So Hello, Erica, Erica. Hey, Erica, we're really thankful for you. But it says, good morning. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. Uh, last week, I was listening to Pastors Live and heard something rather disturbing. Uh, well, that, that seems that's normal. Pretty that's pretty place, common. That's pretty common. I think, yeah, it's, you know, that's, you know, that's probably it. Uh, but 
the the gentlemen were uh, were conversing about I- interaction with non-believers, and one stated saying that Jesus uh, Jesus died for you is a good way to open a conversation about Christ. Then someone uh, disheartening was said. A second pastor or guest proclaimed, "Well, we shouldn't tell people that Jesus died for them because we don't know." If they are uh, one of the elect, oh, and oh. so we're gonna we're gonna have actually we, I know what we were doing. We were actually yeah, yeah. quoting an author. Uh, I'm a new believer, having only recently turned my life over to Christ. So we can just clarify right now. We can see why good that would be you, confusing. Erica. Yeah, good God for you, bless Erica. You. Great choice, by the yeah, way. Good choice. Uh, recently turned my life over to Christ uh, and uh, a true Christian way of living. Uh, prior to my recent walk, I was entangled uh, w- with a local faith. Uh, for over 22 years mm. here and uh, was always uh, there. Oh, there. There was always more expected of me or I, I would never make it to heaven. So in other words, it was works-based. Yeah, like I got to exactly. I could do all the right stuff. Yeah. Uh, being being born again, mm. I know the difference. And good for you. Yeah, and, and we know that difference too. Right uh, but on. what about the other uh, seekers of truth who might, uh, might have heard that statement from the pastors. Thank you for hearing me out, er- Erica Perry. Erica, first of all, it w- wasn't really, writing, yeah. yeah, it wasn't really hearing you out. I'm really glad you said something. Absolutely. Uh, so we've been actually reading through a book from 1970 um, uh, about uh, it's called Competent Counsel by Jay Adams. Now Jay Adams has a theological position where he he holds a very staunch uh, what's known as a Calvinistic position. There's two very specific uh, arguments that happen. There's Calvinism, there's Arminianism, and in that... And then there's the third argument, which is Calvary Chapel. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, which is, yeah, which is, yeah, Carmen, uh, Calmenists is where I'm at. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a card-carrying Calmenist. I have no problem with that. Uh, but, you know, what we, were, what we were talking about is we were saying, look, it, it's a great way to start a conversation that said, Jesus died for you. But one of the things that uh, Jay Adams says, because he holds this position of predestination very staunchly like a Calvinist, he says, well, you shouldn't say that to people because you don't know if Jesus actually died for them. And it's we were quoting uh, what we were discovering, right. Jay Adams' position, which was pretty hardcore right. Calvinist. Which is different right. than us. Oh, yeah, absolutely different than us. That's not the position that we hold. We were right. quoting someone else. And I think in the conversation, going back and listening to it in the conversation, uh, we were you know, obviously we cut up a lot and things like that, and some things can get lost in the cracks. And so I appreciate that you heard that. Listen, we need to tell people that Jesus died for them. And I'm going to go back to one of my favorite verses in the Bible, uh, which is John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And when he says he loved the world, it's not, it doesn't say he just loved the world that he was going to die for or loved the elect. And, and so I, I, I really hold on to the fact that when God says he loved the world, he loved the world. And he loved all, and he died for all. Now, he gives all the choice. Not all are going to make the choice to follow yeah. him. And, and yeah. Erica, you made the choice to follow Jesus, and you're in his well, eternal family. We're so and, proud of you for and that. And whosoever will may come. I mean, that's yeah, the whole who, point. So whosoever wants to can come, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, Shane's not here today. Remember uh, the other day, or was it yesterday or the day before, I think he was— um, <clears throat> he was stumbling over the word propitiation or propitiation, uh, dep- depending on. If well, you he was stumbling over a lot of words. It was like <laughs> you know, so, uh, Shane guy, Biden I mean, he, over he there. He may have skinned know. himself up a little bit. But um, <laughs> the the point of all that, right, is yeah. that 
Um, he is, Christ is the propitiation, not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. I mean, it's hard to have that verse in your mouth and then say he only died for the elect. That, that's not, it, that simply flies in the face of what scripture clearly says, that he is the, the uh, acceptable sacrifice for the sins of the whole world world. I right. mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that happened to me yeah. once doing my dissertation when I was doing my, my preaching and, and feedback forms with the congregation. And I was actually quoting John 3.16 word for word. And in the feedback forms, it had nothing to do with this. But one person wrote in additional comments, you didn't mean to say for God so loved the world. What you meant to say was for God so loved the elect. And I was like, what? what? I just well, quoted scripture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. and that's, and that's where wow. we're at and wow. for us as a, as um as like we we talk about this idea of like culturally we've been known for coming to the middle of these conversations there's right, a great yeah. little booklet that pastor chuck uh was part of many years ago which was um armenianism versus calvinism um but he goes through and he says look sometimes we're so concerned about being right we forget about being loving um and we we hold our positions so tight and I, I'm, I'm not a Calvinist. I'm also not an Arminianist. Uh, Dave and I joke around. Well, I'm a Biblicist. I'm going to say, there what does the is. Bible say? And is. the Bible challenges both of those positions, and that's the thing we have to realize. And and, and the the Bible challenges both of those hardcore positions. But Calvin and Arminius were a lot closer on their position. They were just kind of talking about. Honestly, they were having a conversation really about the sovereignty of God. And our responsibility to God, and, it, and their students have taken it so much farther, <laughs> yeah. right? And I, I don't know if you've ever met a group of people that, especially for me, I meet young people sometimes that are like uh, the neo Calvinists, right? Yeah. These young young twenty somethings, cage stage, uh, that are just oh yeah, they're just so far into this, and they they'll throw scripture at you, and they'll get angry, and they'll yell, and I'm like, you know what? Jesus says that you will know they will know you're my disciples by your love for one another, not winning a Calvinistic argument or winning an Arminianist argument or winning a position or a point. It's like, do you are you showing love to me? And the goodness of God leads a man to repentance, and I, I think we have to be really careful. Well, I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of Calvinists, neo Calvinists, I'll call them the modern day Calvinists, yeah, um, are shocked when they find out that John Calvin did not develop the tulip oh no the five points yeah, of calvinism yeah, 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 yeah. were not developed by john calvin they were developed uh long after his passing by his students or his disciples or whatever people who were sort of pushing that vibe and uh that that wasn't his thing well and that's what i think we we miss out on i think we have to open our bibles and that's why we encourage people to read their bibles you right. guys will hear us say that i mean we, you're gonna if you listen to this program for any length of time you're gonna hear us say read your bible read your bible read your bible and read your Bible. Uh, open it up. Understand it in its context. Uh, its context is historical. Its context is cultural. Um, it, its context is it, it's scripture. Grammatical. It's grammatical. Yeah. Uh, like what's happening um, in the text, what's happening around the text, who, what, where, how, when, and why. If you're looking at a narrative text, if you're looking at a poetic text, you have to realize it's poetic. If it's um, if you're looking at the Bible and you realize that it's a um, like, how do you? Um, all of a sudden, I can't remember the word. I mean, you have poetic text, you have uh, epistles, right? You have epistles text, you have prophetic text, but you have apocalyptic text. That's the word I, I couldn't oh. find. Yeah, apocalyptic text. You have to understand. <clears throat> you've got to be able to read them for what they are. But 
but here's the thing. Most people don't read their Bibles. Um, and for like when we're, we're reading Jay Adams, one of the things that happened, we're reading Jay Adams and he says things that as we're reading the book together, we challenge with the word of God and go, right. mm, I can't hold that position. I understand what he's he's saying, but I can't right. hold the position that he holds because I, I'm holding Sometimes. the Bible. Much of what he writes were like, oh, far out. Yeah, right far on. out. I'm, and then I'm all, all of in. a sudden this, this neo-reformed or Calvinist thing will jump off the page and we're all kind of going, whoa, and we all sort of flinch. You know, yeah, what's yeah. interesting, Todd, what you're, what you're saying is so important. Uh, in our reading today in John chapter 11, verses 1 through 27, there is this uh, interesting event that takes place here with the um, the anointing of Jesus's feet, right? And um, if you only read this one text all by itself, um, something could be lost, and that would be the identity of the person. In Mark uh, chapter 14, we have another um, description or another narrative of this exact same event. And in Mark 14, Jesus says, uh, this which she has done uh, will be spoken of as a memorial to her, you know, for time and eternity kind of thing. You know, it's like, hey, th- she's going to be remembered by this event, he says in Mark 14. The funny thing is, in Mark 14, he doesn't identify her. <laughs> there's there's this whole narrative, but we don't know who she is. And then in John 11, you see this uh, this this event happening, which I think is fascinating. Um, in John 11, um, verse 1, let me jump over there real quick. Uh, check this out. I love this. It says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of, uh, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It's the only place in the entire New Testament that Mary is mentioned first. It's always Martha and Mary, Martha and Mary, Martha and Mary. In this one place, it's Mary and Martha. And in John chapter 11, we have the anointing, and it's identified as Mary. And it's just, it's fascinating because I just, I, I love those kinds of things. They, they tickle me. Um, in Mark 14, she'll be remembered forever for this. Well, who is she? I'm not going to tell you. But you get to John, and she's identified. Those kind of things just tick me, and that's why we say, read your Bible. Read the whole Bible. But here's a conviction that I had out of today's reading. As as you're talking about you know, the, the constant thing, read your Bible, yeah, read your yeah. Bible, the conviction for me comes out of uh, today's reading, Psalm 119, verse 20. The psalmist writes, My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. We were just talking in chapel the other day about uh, the thing that consumes your thought, your mind. Is it the pursuit of God or is it something earthly that's going to pass away? And that conviction hits me hard sometimes because I have to admit, God is not the first thing on my mind some mornings. God is not the last thing on my mind as I go to bed some nights. And it's a shameful thing to say, but that, that conviction and the challenge of saying, why not? Why not shift your pursuit? Shift it so that you are longing for God, that you're chasing after him because he's chased after you. Mm-hmm. And I said, now I'm thinking, man, I need to read my Bible before I get my coffee now. I'm just saying. I'm just, just getting that sense that maybe maybe it's Bible reading and prayer before my coffee Somebody instead of coffee said, first. So feed, just saying. Feed your faith, then feed your face. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can it be simultaneous? <laughs> yeah. By the For way, was, it's always simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm going to get uh, my coffee and, yeah. you know. That's, that's my morning thing, a, man. I've got my, I'm sitting there in the morning with my 
cup of coffee in one hand and Bible in the other. I'm with you, John. I'm the same way. Yeah, we got to do those things together. I I, I appreciate that. you You go to something like, if any of you know what IKEA is, or if you know what IKEA instructions are, and then if you're a guy like me who just wants to try to figure it out without checking out the instructions, you can become infuriated, just absolutely pulling your hair out, whatever hair you have left, if you're like me, you know, just trying to put this thing together. And finally, out of exasperation, you open the instructions. You're like, oh, that's how to do it. Well, I can find myself in life like that so many times, frustrated, banging my head against a wall because I just can't get it right. Well, crack open the Bible and read what God has laid yeah. out for you to do. Sylvia always cracks up when I'm trying to do something and I refuse to read the instructions. And she'll, she'll ask, why don't you just read the instructions? And so I purposely open it to the space. Spanish. Right. And I'll say, okay, fine. You want me to read it? Here we go. Instructions. <laughs> She's, oh, knock it off. Oh, well, then that sort yeah. of ties into Proverbs reading today, too. There you go. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's right. Yeah. And I think the idea of committing our works to the Lord is like, I want to commit my day to the Lord. And when we right, talk yeah. about how do we yeah. start our day, I think we do need to start our day in the Word. 100%. I believe we need to start our day in the, in the Word. I do think that... And this is something I'm always working on too, because I have a I have a love hate I have an on and off again relationship with my journaling, and, uh, because I I really desire to make sure I'm journaling, but uh, that the idea is like it, sometimes it just it, it's difficult, and I've learned not to try and make my journals pretty. I just let them be what they are, and the way my brain works, it, it, they, my journal looks like my my whiteboard drawings. And if any anybody on the team here knows, anybody on our, on our team knows what my whiteboard drawings look the Bible like. Bible project would not yeah, hire you. Yeah, the Bible project <laughs> would not hire me. Uh, but I would. But I really, I think I just have to accept. Look, I need to journal. I need to take that time. So in the morning, when you're journaling, when you're meditating, when you're memorizing, that retention helps you get through the day. And whenever I start my day in the Word, I use that word throughout the day. I can almost guarantee it. I'm going to use that word uh, throughout throughout my day. And listen, guys, we are out of time for today. If you are, hey, again, look, we want to say hi to our listeners, obviously here locally in, in the Northwest, but also in, in the central part of the country as well. If you're in Falls City, Nebraska, we'd love to hear from you. Pastors Woo-hoo! Live at the Rev.fm. And uh, it is, it's been a wonderful joy to be with you guys today. And you are loved. You are family. Never forget it. And uh, check out uh, the Rev.fm. And also check out watersprings.net. We've got videos and all kinds of things regarding our studies and our Bible readings. You can find them there. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.